welcome to the Sunday after Easter. I am Michelle Andrews, the associate pastor, and it is a joy to welcome you to worship, whether you are here in the room and to those of you who are worshiping online. If you'd like to follow along, there are sermon notes that you can find in our church app. So, were you here last Sunday for Easter? I agree with Lori that I'm still kind of writing that um, incredible celebration that we had. It was beautiful. It looked beautiful. The music was amazing. I think we needed that encouragement after the last two years. I know for us as staff to be able to do Easter like we feel we are called to do, oh, it just felt um, so great. But Easter is not over. We are still in this season of Easter. In the early church, the season of Lent, that season that led up to Easter, was this period of time where those who were interested in joining the church, those who were interested in taking that step of faith to become a Christian, did that work of learning what it means to be a Christian, to learn the practices and habits you may be familiar with, especially any of you who um, have had history with uh, um, or are still Catholic, the word catechism or catechesis. My two years in Catholic school didn't help me with the pronunciation. Catechesis. So we are in then this season of Easter when for those new people to the faith, they spent 50 days continuing to do that work of developing their faith, to working on the patterns and practices that define our lives as Christians. And so Easter is not over. We are still in this season, this time to celebrate Jesus' resurrection, to better understand and to live out what it means for us to say and believe that Christ is risen. This Sunday after Easter, for some, can kind of have a, we're exhausted and we just want to take a nap um, kind of feeling, but I don't think that's what we're called to do. Easter is the celebration. The day after Easter begins the work of us taking those steps to continue to deepen our own faith, to develop and learn new practices, or um, to polish up on old practices so that our lives really um, lead us to being Easter people. I think every Easter for the last, let's say, 10 years, but it's kind of a random number, we get to the end of the day and I say, that was the best Easter ever. And I said it last Sunday after the third service, Again, and I think I mean it every year, but saying it this year and in this week since Easter, I've done some thinking about why. Why does it always feel like it's the best Easter ever? Why did last Sunday feel like it was the best Easter ever? Maybe because it's my last uh, Easter here with you as I'm in this transition to San Diego. Maybe because for the first time in a couple of years, we were able to gather together in person and online to celebrate a beautiful, beautiful day. But what I think I realized as I thought about it this week is every Easter to me feels like the best Easter ever because my faith has grown in the year since the previous Easter. 
It has had ups and downs. As Pastor Nicole said in her prayer, we have doubts in the midst of our faith. But if my faith has grown at all in between Easter's, then every Easter should feel like the best Easter ever. As I better understand the love that God has for the world and for me, Easter means more. Claiming that Jesus is the risen Christ means more. And it should affect how I live, how I interact, how I am who I am. So last Sunday, we started this new series. The 30-day faith challenge started on Monday. Did anybody participate this week? You don't have to have done it all week. The thing with this 30-day challenge is um, please don't beat yourself up if you miss a day. If you're with us for the first time today and you didn't even know about it, you can start it today. Um, It is this challenge, 30 days of weekly and daily practices that are intended to help us deepen our faith, our understanding of who God is, and to develop patterns and habits that really shape and form our lives as Christians. So on your way out today, if you're here in the room, you are going to get a bracelet that says 30-Day Faith Challenge, Believe. These are really helpful for me. Our days get busy, I have good intentions, and I come to a morning and I think, well, darn, I didn't do it yesterday. So be sure you grab a bracelet as a reminder this week. The devotion, there are daily devotions, the booklet will be on the patio this morning. You can also find it on our website. If you go to resources, you'll see um, a link to the 30-Day Faith Challenge and the scriptures. You can also find it on our church app if you go to online and in-person worship. So these weekly challenges that we are looking at are worship and memorizing scripture and acting on your faith. When we gather as the community to worship, it strengthens our faith individually and collectively as uh, together we come to focus our attention on God as we encourage and strengthen each other to do the work that God calls us to do. I need you to deepen and strengthen my faith. Uh, Memorizing scripture. One of um, my emphases over uh, the rest of this challenge is to work on this um, every week. This is not something that has been a regular practice of mine. It is really easy to just pull out my phone to pull out my Bible, and to look up or find a verse that I need. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But there is something different. There is something more powerful about having some scripture memorized. I think when we memorize it, when we do that work of internalizing it, um, it becomes something that we can live out of. It becomes something that we can found our life on. It becomes a source of encouragement and comfort and courage. And the third of these weekly practices is to act on your faith or to serve. We think about that last week that Jesus had on earth with his disciples. And in that act of washing their feet, he was teaching them that he is their king. He is our savior, came to serve And as we model our lives after Christ, we are to do the same thing. 
These practices of worship and scripture and uh, servant leadership have been a part of our faith tradition from the beginning. The beginning of the movement that would become Methodism, people were organized into groups that met regularly to worship, to pray for one another, to read their scriptures, to reach out in love to their neighbors. John Wesley, the founder of this movement, believed that living out our faith is not simply a personal or individual action or pattern. Jesus sent his disciples out. He commissioned all of us to go out into the world together to make disciples. As we live out our faith in these ways, our connection with God grows stronger. Our understanding of who God is deepens. Our understanding of who we are to be in the world becomes more clear. A deeper faith, a growing faith, founded in a belief in Jesus gives us what we need to live in the ways that allow us to share the good news of Jesus. I want to go back just for a second to the memorizing scripture because this will be one of the areas of focus for me in this challenge Um, For some of us, memory, memorizing things comes really quickly. And for others of us, we have to work. Um, So I wanted to share just a couple of the things that help me in case this is also an area of growth for you. I think the first thing to do when you're going to memorize a scripture is to read it and understand what the context is. Knowing the bigger picture, at least for me, helps me to gain some understanding And then I think about, what does it mean for me? What do these words of this verse mean to me? And then write it out. There are all sorts of um, little tips and tricks that you can use. We um, use them with kids sometimes to memorize scripture. But I challenge you, as I challenge myself, um, to work on memorizing scripture during this um, series. You'll see in the booklet or on the app um, that We're asking us to just pick one of the verses from the week and use that as our memory verse. Faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. This was the scripture verse from Monday, this past Monday, um, and is the verse that I have been working on this week. And can you see how having that faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living? would be helpful to have sort of at the drop of a hat when you need that reminder. So those were the weekly practices. We're also looking at these daily practices to read. The scriptures are provided for you. Um, You can also, if you're someone who likes to hold the Bible and turn the pages, look it up there. And then to reflect, what did I just read and what does it mean? For some of you, this may mean sitting quietly with it. For some, it may mean journaling. For some, it may mean having a time of prayer about that scripture. And then to pray. And it may be as simple as, Holy Spirit, may the words of this scripture bring new meaning to my life today. As I said before in this challenge, this 30-day challenge, you can start anywhere. And if you miss a day, just pick up where you left off. If you missed the whole first week, start tomorrow. Our hope is there's nothing magic in 30 days. The hope is that as we do this daily or regularly, it will become a part of the practice and habit of how we live. It will lead us to a deepening faith. 
So let's look at today's scripture. This is 1 John 5, verses 1 through 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. And his commands are are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. So I want to look um, quickly at what we hear, what we learn in those verses. And I think we learned something about God, we learned something about Jesus, and we learned something about us. I think in those verses we learn that God is the source of love and has been from the beginning of time. That God showed his great love for us through Jesus. And that God tells us, directs us, the scripture said, commands us how to live. When we think about Jesus, um, we learn that Jesus is the Son of God. There is that relationship, parent to child, a relationship that you and I can understand. Whether you have children or not, there is this understanding of a relationship between a parent and a child. Jesus is the chosen one, the one who would bring salvation to the world. And Jesus is the way that we can know God. The scriptures tell us who Jesus was. We have a sense from what we read of who he was, how he lived, who he spent his time with, who he ministered to, who he was concerned for. And when we look at Jesus' life in the scriptures, we get a picture and an image of who God is and who God cares for. And us. Jesus showed us how to live in a way that shows love that love that comes from God to all people. Believing in Jesus gives us the faith to overcome the worries of the world. And we were created to love God. We were created to love God by how we live. We understand, we can see that there is flow or movement of love. God is the origin of all love And it came to the world through Jesus in a way that we would know his saving love. And then we are called to love the world. Our faith in Jesus is our connection to God and what gives us the power that we need to love other people. This scripture is clear about who we are to love. Everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. And this is not just everyone who loves God loves Jesus. This is everyone who loves God, loves all of God's children, loves all people. If we love God, if we say that we love God, if we intend to live in a way that shows that we love God, then we are to love other people. And I think we need that reminder. I need that reminder because we don't always do a great job of that. And this can be a difficult one to hear, that loving God means we are to love all people, even those we don't like, even those who are different. 
We have a lot more in common with each other than we sometimes pay attention to, and I think more unites us than separates us. But you and I have a tendency at times to focus on our differences and to make those bigger than they really are. God asks us, commands us to love all people, those whose political views, whose race, whose gender and sexuality, whose view of Christianity, whose faith traditions are different from ours. This is a hallmark of our faith and an area where a lot of the times we have to live by faith. Faith in God who created us all, faith in his son Jesus who makes a way to God, faith that our choice to love all people is the right way. We heard in the scriptures that everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. When we choose not to love other people, in a big way it is us choosing to not love God. Loving because God loved us first is a critical part of our faith. There's a couple points I want us to look at today, and the first is this. True faith is lived out an active love. Do you remember that old song? If you grew up in the church, do you remember that old song, They Will Know We Are Christians By Our Love? I'm not going to go any further than that because we'll be singing it in our heads all day. But they'll know, the world will know, other people will know that we are Christians not by what we say, not necessarily completely by what we do. They will know that we are Christians because we love in what we say and in what we do. We demonstrate our love for God by loving others. People know we're Christians not because we wear a shirt or use a mug. They know that we are Christians because we're doing what we can to follow Jesus in the ways that we live. And serving is one of those foundational pieces of our faith tradition. From the earliest of days, there was this focus on finding the areas and the people and the places of need in the community and the world around, and then going there and being there and acting there. When we feed people, when we stand up for injustice, when we care for the homeless, we are doing that out of love. We are living out the love that God has given to us. Today, after our second service, we'll be packing hygiene kits to be sent to people who are in need. A very practical way to say to someone that you will never meet, God loves you. When we deliver meals or groceries to Family Promise, when we deliver meals to Bridge to Home, we're saying to people that we won't probably meet, God loves you. And here's how I know it. I want to share with you a postcard that we got this week. Tears of International is one of our miracle offering partners. Um, And we got a postcard from them, and it says this, to the leadership and congregants of Valencia United Methodist. Team Tears sends our heartfelt thank you for all you have done to support the vision of Tirza and the lives of so many women around the world. May God continue to bless you all as he uses you for his kingdom purposes. And it's signed Linda, who is the North American director. There are a bunch of ways that we can serve. So many ways to act out this love that we have from God. 
The second thing I want us to hear is that faith overcomes the world when we put our focus and our attention on God. Jesus showed us through his life and death and resurrection that salvation comes through love, not abuse and oppression. We think about Palm Sunday when they welcomed Jesus into Jerusalem, waiting. They had been waiting for the king to come, and he came in on a donkey, but he didn't come in to rule with weapons or oppression or power. He came to rule out of love and service. When we love others as God commands, we better understand that God's power is greater than that of the world. Our lives are busy. Some of us are in a season where life is good. There may be a few bumps, but we're doing okay. Some of us may be in a season where things are hard and life feels overwhelming and impossible. Either of those situations has the potential to pull at our attention. Faith, a growing faith, in which we seek to live out what we believe allows us to prioritize our life. When we put faith first, when we put God first, and make him our focus, through regular spiritual practices, our attention is realigned and our focus on God becomes more clear. The worries of the world are still there, but they seem less worrisome because we have this deep and abiding faith out of which we live. Loving people is hard sometimes especially when we focus on our differences, and most especially when we try to make our side, our perspective of the difference, the right way. When we live on a foundation of God and a belief that God's way is the right way, our ability to love people expands because it becomes less about us and more about God. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, said this, Though we cannot think alike, may we not love alike. May we not be of one heart, though we are not of one opinion. Without all doubt, we may. Herein, all the children of God may unite, notwithstanding these smaller differences. There are a lot of old-fashioned-y words in there, but do you get what he's saying? May we not love alike. Our faith calls us to live beyond the limitations that the world tries to impose on us, to dream and act in ways that call us beyond our opinions and our preferences, to truly seek to understand and hear the perspective of others. May we not be of one heart, though not of one opinion. Our faith in God, our belief in God, calls us to be of one heart, One heart that is united in God as our creator and in Jesus as the one in whom we find salvation. Our faith calls us to look beyond our opinions and to seek God's direction and guidance. And it is the power of the Holy Spirit within each of us that enables us to do that. Our faith calls us to dwell in God's love and to share that love with others. Believing that God loves all people enough to send his son to earth is an act of faith on our part. Growing our faith, deepening our faith is what leads us to be open to God's transforming power in our lives and in the world.
Faith calls us to believe what we cannot see. If you were here with us last Sunday or worshipped online and heard the monologue that Eddie did from the perspective of Thomas, who's often referred to as Doubting Thomas, you heard an interpretation of his struggle. He had not seen the holes in Jesus' hands with the other disciples, and yet he wanted to believe. He had been with Jesus and seen what he had done, but he wanted to believe. That's us sometimes. We have that same struggle. We want to believe that our faith is enough to see us through. We want to believe that the risen Christ will save us. We want to believe, but sometimes we doubt. Faith gives us the strength to believe and to trust in the promise of Easter. It invites us to believe beyond what we can see and to know that God's love is for us. It invites us to believe that we are commanded by God to share that love with others. So this week, I invite us, you and me, to act on your faith. If you visit our website or the church app, there's more information about possibilities that are there and who to contact There are in-house ways to serve as ushers and greeters um, in the music and kids and youth uh, areas. There are outreach opportunities, Bridge to Home and Family Promise. Those are things that we gather as this community, as this community of faith that we have said we are going to put our focus on, but they are not all of the possibilities. We each have different interests. We each have different passions. We each have different areas of giftedness and ways that we might serve. So we encourage you to find your own place to serve out of your passion, out of your giftedness, out of the love that God has for you. Growing our faith, deepening our faith is what leads us to be open to God's transforming power in our lives and in the world. We talked a lot about love today, this love that we have from God that we know through Jesus that is ours to have and ours to share. In this season of Easter, In this 30-day challenge that we are in the midst of, I invite us to take on those practices, the weekly and the daily practices, so that they might shape our lives, so that they might shape our faith, so that they might shape what we believe, so that we can be the people God has called us to be in the world. Let us pray.